Do you remember the time the media praised Heidi Klum for returning to her pre-pregnancy body just in time for the Victoria's Secret show? Have you or someone you know felt pressured to shed the pounds or kilos right after giving birth? <laughs> Guess what, kids? We're going to dive into the shenanigans that is snapback culture and why it's toxic as fuck. Are you ready? Welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. If you're new to Beauty Unlocked, I'm Carissa, host of this circus. Welcome, friends. If you've been a long-time listener, you know all about the shenanigans and utter fuckery that is Beauty Unlocked. <laughs> Are you ready? brand new episode of beauty unlock the podcast it's me carissa v and i know it's been a while since you've actually heard my voice it feels like forever since i've actually sat in this chair recording but it wasn't such a long time ago but it does feel like it i mean i'm in front of my computer every single day but i don't know in front of the mic it's not like that but anyway that's besides the point how's everyone doing it's mercury retrograde and the world is in shambles but here we are, and I hope everyone's doing well. So there are tons of people who want me to comment on recent events. <laughs> and you know what? I would. I honestly would. But I'm tired of facepalming myself because, honestly, I'm sick and tired of the shit show that is the world right now um, and what's happening. So I'm not going to comment because I could rant and rave and ramble on and on for decades to come. Um, but I'm not going to because, in all honesty... I just, I can't, I, I can't. I don't know if it's Mercury re retrograde and uh, and all that jazz, but I am absolutely tired. So whoever wants to come and join me in my little nook and corner over here of we're just tired, <laughs> you're more than welcome to join. And we're just going to jump into this episode because it's a juicy one. And if you don't know what snapback culture is, we're going to get into it right now so that you can actually hate society even more than you probably already do. <laughs> so for this episode, I'll be referencing three articles um, and you'll be able to check them all out as I'll be adding them to this episode's show notes. So the first one was written by Shani Hillian. Um, the second one was written by Dr. Maya Nigel Hoskin, and the third one was written by Leslie Antonoff. And of course, I was taking bits and pieces, so there's going to be a lot of back and forth. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of back and forth in this episode, that's for sure. So Shani Hillian writes for wellandgood.com that for the unfamiliar, snapback culture refers to celebrating a person whose body quickly returns to what it looked like prior to having a baby once they've given birth. It's perpetuated online by individuals, as well as media, social and traditional, that praise new moms for getting their pre-baby shape back. Simply put, snapback is a standard of beauty that is toxic and demeaning, and it's time to stop feeding into the culture that fuels it. 
In reality, recovery after a birth is highly variable, says Jess Goldman, CNM, a certified nurse midwife at New York Presbyterian Medical Group in Brooklyn. Pregnancy is life-changing, body-changing, and that's 100% okay, which is the message we should be sending to anyone who's given birth to a baby. Still, it can be hard to receive and embody this message in a society where bouncing back is still a thing. Dr. Maya Nigel Hoskins says that celebrities are frequently praised for returning to their pre-pregnancy body before the umbilical cord is even cut. Most of us join in a course of oohs and ahs, share their selfies, and lament over how we need to put down the donuts and promptly find our way to the gym. Although entertaining, the relationship between our society and snapback culture can have detrimental implications on women's self-esteem and overall mental health. This is especially true for black women who already face unique challenges not meeting Eurocentric societal standards of beauty. Snapback culture places an unfair and sexist pressure on women to be both the creator of life and sex kittens simultaneously. It creates a dishonest and shallow narrative that only focuses on the physical aesthetic of postpartum life and perpetuates unhealthy and unrealistic expectations of women to view childbirth and healing like a quick store run. The multidimensional one dimension of the snapback. One might think that social media provides a multidimensional, almost voyeuristic look at postpartum, but it doesn't. On one hand, there's praise over snapping back that reinforces a nasty side of the media that promotes body shaming. When photos were released of Lauren London, I'm not too sure who that is, but all right, attending a Lakers game after giving birth to her son Cross, the internet exploded with criticism about her baby weight. But on the other hand, we sometimes hear the honest challenges that celebrities like Beyonce and Chrissy Teigen experienced postpartum. In Beyonce's Netflix documentary, Homecoming, she shared that she weighed 218 pounds when she gave birth to Rumi and Sir and had challenges with toxemia. Now, if you're not familiar with toxemia, I'm going to tell you all about it right now. Because here on Beauty Unlocked, we like to cover all our bases from A to Z, just to let you know. And people are going to be like, that's the alphabet, Carissa, not bases. Don't worry about it, darling. That's besides the point. <laughs> So what was formerly called toxemia is actually now called preeclampsia. Preeclampsia. I think I'm saying that right. Um, so preeclampsia is when pregnant women have high blood pressure, protein in their urine, and swelling in their legs, feet, and hands. It can range from mild to severe. And it usually happens in pregnancy. Well, late pregnancy, obviously in pregnancy, duh, Carissa, but like late in pregnancy or it could come earlier or just after delivery. So preeclampsia can lead to eclampsia, a serious condition that can have uh, major health risks for the person that gave birth and the baby, and in rare cases can cause death. Now, if your preeclampsia leads to seizures, you have eclampsia. So the only cure for preeclampsia is to give birth. But even after delivery, symptoms of preeclampsia can last up to six weeks or more. Now, I'm not too sure if um, some of you ever watched Downton Abbey, but I don't remember if it was on in season f I don't remember what season it was. But anyway, one of the daughters um, in Downtown Abbey who got married to the driver, she had uh, preeclampsia. 
Um, and unfortunately, she died after giving birth uh, to her daughter um, because she had a seizure, which means that she had eclampsia afterwards. So, um, yeah, I'm not too sure if any of you remember, because I was like, when they said it in Downtown Abbey, I was like, what the hell? is preeclampsia and then I checked it out and I was like oh right okay and so when I saw toxemia in this article I was like wait a second is that the same fucking thing <laughs> so there you go there you have it now you know what toxemia it was formerly known as toxemia but it's preeclampsia and if you have seizures then you have eclampsia so I hope that brought some educational value into your life. But now you know. Now you know. So if you ever come across again, you'll immediately remember this episode and be like, ah, yes, the host of Beauty Unlocked did talk about this. So Dr. Hoskin continues by saying, while I appreciate the transparency, if you fast forward to now, all of these women look amazing. But the average mom doesn't have access to the nutritionists, celebrity trainers, and the motivation of our career hinging on maintaining a certain physical aesthetic, or at least something close to it. Making comparisons to a celebrity mom and listening to the lies of social media are grave mistakes. To make matters worse, this is only one dimension of childbirth. The media tends to primarily highlight who gained weight, who lost weight, how they lose it, and why you should question your existence for not doing the same. Postpartum is so much deeper than just weight loss, and we're going to get into it. So typical postpartum recovery ranges between six to eight weeks, but can vary depending on factors like age, hours in labor, type of labor, and pre-existing health conditions. Aside from some of the more immediate changes that women experience, such as hormonal fluctuation, vaginal bleeding, and soreness, many women also struggle with either postpartum depression, or PPD, or the baby blues. About 70% to 80% of women experience slight mood swings postpartum. Doctors say that infrequent mood swings are common after giving birth, but if symptoms persist longer than a few weeks, it might be PPD. Between 10% and 20% of new mothers will experience PPD, and a recent study found that one in seven women might experience PPD in the year following giving birth. Sleep deprivation only adds insult to injury. It's hard to feel emotionally and mentally centered when you're tired as hell. A study found that just 5% of parents with children 0 to 6 months old sleep a full 8 hours, and only 43% get between 1 and 3 hours of undisturbed sleep on a regular basis. Dr. Hoskins says, I was among the 43%, which is quite understandable. So Dr. Hoskin continues by saying, during my pregnancy, I gained 60 pounds. Before getting pregnant, she says she was a healthy weight, she followed a diet, okay, diet, all right, and exercised regularly. About five months after giving birth, and once my postpartum mental fog began to clear, I became disgusted with my postpartum body. So Dr. Hoskins says, for centuries, black women have been told we aren't beautiful, nor do we possess worth beyond sexual fetish. Social media and cultural appropriation of the black community have both exacerbated, exacerbated this and created a small plot twist. There are now three categories of acceptable black female body types that dominate the media. The fitspiration, in which women are thin and muscular, 
the age-old Eurocentric skinny, and the Magic City stripper build, with a round, large backside and a waist the size of a pencil. While two of these categories contradict the mainstream waif Eurocentric standard of beauty, a standard that has been oppressive to black women for years, many black women still feel trapped in a revolving door of societal expectations. Leslie Antonoff, a.k.a. The Ot Mommy, says that after returning from maternity leave once, a former co-worker said to me, You look great. How long did you wait before getting in the gym? I want to tell my lady to get started. This motherfucker, I swear. Number one, you're lucky somebody slept with you, let alone had a child with you, motherfucker, going to tell your lady to get started. Fuck off. Like, get the fuck. So sorry. So sorry. That's one of my rants. His wife had delivered a week before me. My initial reaction was disgust. My next thought was something violent. I'm on that. I'm on. I'm riding that train with you, Leslie. And the third wave was sadness for her. Eventually, I implored him to be patient and realistic. People need to understand it takes almost a year to gain the weight. Give women at least that amount of time to try and get themselves back. But moreover, don't make it harder by pressuring women. The notion that you go from pregnant to abs in a week is causing unrealistic expectations in everyone, and it's absurd. So you give birth, and you don't immediately hit the gym. It's okay. Instead of feeling pressured to get your new body back into your old body's uniform, accept the feat you've just accomplished. You've built, carried, and brought a human into the world. That's outstanding. The rest of the world needs to manage its expectations. Don't compare yourself to someone who may have a personal trainer, a stylist, a nutritionist, and I'm going to add a nanny and the whole army behind them. Don't play the comparison game, although it's unfortunate that we do live in a culture that is built on comparisons. But anyway, I know we live in a share everything and share it everywhere society. It is insanely hard not to put your highlights up against someone else's. But seriously, stop that. You never know what sacrifices someone else made to get where they are. You don't even know if this person is, not only the sacrifices, we don't even know if this person has a history of disordered eating or is suffering from an eating disorder. We do not know their life. The thing is with social media, it is, think of it as a curated feed, People show you what they want to show you. They don't show you the mess. And even the mess that they do show you, it's because they want to show it to you. And it's this perfectly curated mess. It's not the actual real mess. It is just some part of the mess that they are going through. Remember that, that people only show you what they want you to see. This is the thing with social media. It's one-dimensional. It is absolutely one-dimensional and I'm so tired of trying to I don't know convince people of this because it's like oh this person has perfect skin this person has a perfect body this person has a perfect life this person has money I don't in all honesty unless it's for educational purposes really I don't trust social media I don't because I used to be one of those people that used to post pictures of me being happy in my relationship. Meanwhile, I was miserable, I was depressed, and it was a very abusive relationship, right? So I only showed you those 
perfect moments, perfect in quotes, in air quotes, those perfect moments in my relationship. Behind the scenes, it was very, very different. So remember this, friends. What you see on social media is what somebody else wants you to see. I know I just went on like a, 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 a massive rant. That's my second rant. Let's get back to what Leslie was saying. So while you're wishing for the body they have, they could very well be wishing to remember what a Girl Scout cookie tastes like. And honey, that life ain't for everybody. Hashtag long live Samoas. So let's be real for a moment here. People who get pregnant gain weight. And that's anywhere from 5 to 50 pounds depending on the person. And to be honest, people need to get comfortable with it. Society needs to make it acceptable to be pregnant and not be required to stay in the gym three to four times a week. This isn't a message to knock the hashtag fit pregnancy tribe, but rather a call from those who aren't climbing on a treadmill while a baby sits on their bladder. For some people, focusing on fitness just isn't important, and for others, it simply isn't an option. Hear, hear. I wanted to end this by what Dr. Maya Nigel Hoskins says, where she um, talks about reconceptualizing the snapback. Now, she says that she still looks up to Kelly Rowland's flat stomach, but that she had to accept that she will never be um, her pre-pregnancy self again. And that's OK. Giving myself permission to release that pressure has been freeing. I still feel it's important to exercise and eat healthy, but I have also grown a deeper appreciation for my body. It has carried me through years of trauma and failures and successes and celebrations. It has done one of the most magical things that one can do, breathe life into this earth. I have reconceptualized my definition of the snapback to one that empowers and celebrates me on my terms. And I challenge other moms to do the same. I would say I challenge other people to do the same. Now I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and I want you to actually think about this for a moment. Have you or someone you know felt pressured to shed weight after giving birth? And another question I want to ask is, have you ever thought or made the comment to someone that it's time to shed the baby weight? I, I want you to be honest. You know, I mean, even if you're not honest with me, <laughs> be honest with yourselves. Have you ever had that passing thought that after a colleague, a friend, whoever it might be, they've given birth and you've immediately thought, well, it must be time for them to shed that baby weight. Has it ever passed your mind? And if it has, where did that thought come from? Who put it into your mind? Now, people have been giving birth for thousands of years. And I find that it's only in the last not even a hundred years where we put this amount of pressure on those who have given birth to lose the weight immediately. Before, we didn't even think about this. People who had given birth have to immediately shed the weight. And I highly doubt that those comments were ever made in the past. And I'm talking about 100, 200, 3,000, 10,000 years ago. So I want to know why. And why, as a society, do we have to care about these things? As if gaining weight is the worst thing someone can do. Do you know what I mean? And especially 
someone who has given birth, it's like as if it's the worst thing that they could do is that their body went through so many fucking changes, one of them gaining weight, and that's the worst thing that like could happen. And immediately it's like, oh my God, like, no, you have to lose the weight. Why? Why? Why is it that we're thinking about these things? This is why society, I swear to you, pisses me off and I am such a fucking hermit because the, the, the shenanigans and fuckery that I hear, that I read, that I see, it utterly baffles me. It utterly baffles me. And it, it saddens me that we're so, we're so shallow as human beings. We really are. And it's, um, it's a shame. It really is. With all that being said, I don't want to keep rambling on about how society just is a disappointment to me. <laughs> I feel like each time I record an episode, I just, I'm so disappointed. I'm like, God, we suck as human beings. We really do. Um, but let me know what you think about snapback culture. Let me know if you've been affected by snapback culture. And um, yeah, follow me. On social media, you can find us on Facebook. You can even find us on TikTok, um, on Instagram, on YouTube. You can follow us on Beauty Unlocked the podcast or Beauty Unlocked the pod. Um, you type it in. We're going. We're going to jump out at you. So uh, follow us because we're putting up. Um, I believe better content and definitely more um, video content up. So give us a follow, Beauty Unlocked the podcast or Beauty Unlocked the pod. With all that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to tune in next week where you get to hear my not so dulcet tone voice again, probably ranting and raving about something else that society has thought of shaming us for. <laughs> I wish you all a safe and blessed weekend and you will hear from me again next week. Bye. Make it clap, 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 clap. Make it clap, clap, Make it clap, clap, Make it clap, 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 clap,